Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Holy, holy.
Jesus, for he is great, great, great are you, Lord, greatly to be praised, greatly to be praised. Father, we thank you for being a great God, for being an immovable God, for being an unshakable God. Hallelujah. We give you glory. Father, bless this offerings in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Put your hands together one more time. Amen. Are you excited in the house of the Lord? Excited in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's testimony time. Hallelujah. I say it's testimony time. Turn to your neighbor and say that your testimony is on its way coming. Your testimony is on its way coming. Let's welcome Sister Yvonne Okran. Is she here? Is Sister Yvonne here? Put your hands together and welcome Sister Yvonne. Okran. Keep clapping, keep clapping, keep clapping, keep clapping. Hallelujah. I agree with the songwriter this morning and I'll say, Great are you, Lord. You are greater to be praised. Greater to be praised. Father, you reign. Great are you, Lord. You are greater to be praised. Daddy, you are greater to be praised. Father, you reign. It's so um, amazed that this song was a song that I was singing every morning four years ago. It's so, I, I can't believe it. And I remember I recorded it, and it kept playing and playing. Sometimes, although I was saying, great are you, Lord, but I would be crying. Great are you, Lord, and I would be crying. And I say, great are you, Lord. We were praying at a point. I recorded it, and I put it in her, in her, what do you call it? The crib. It wasn't the crib, the incubator. And I kept on. Great, we will be, I will be singing, great are you, Lord. Okay, my story short. Four years ago, God made a miracle, and throughout it all, he's been doing it up to now that I'm standing here. Um, I got pregnant, and for some reason, when it hit the 23rd week, it started acting up. I don't know why, and from the things that the doctors were saying, it said she will make it. I called our father, Reverend, and he said the same thing. He didn't say he would make it that way, but from the way he put it, he even said, you know what? Even when the time come, don't do a C-session because that's not a possibility that she will make it. So if they catch you and you still doesn't make it, that means two pains at the same time. So don't do a C-session. And I agreed. And I remember they wanted me to stay to a while. 
to see if the baby can stay like a week or some days more, but she didn't. So one day, she just act up, and then we, they rushed. I don't know what happened. They just rushed me. They, everybody was running. I'm like, what is going on? They sent me there. And the day that I talked to Reverend, there was a nurse that I talked to. But that very day, for that week, she wasn't there. But when they called, I think she said she heard my name. So she rushed to the theater room, and then she held my hand. And she said, do you remember what we talked about? I said, yes. She said, go for it. So I look at them, and I said, no C-section. The doctors were looking at me as if I'm crazy. And they were like, commotion in the room. Everybody was talking. So at a point, one of them had to shut them down. Quiet. They all, quiet. And then he asked me again, no C-section? I said, no C-section. And then they look at me. I guess they look at my record. And according to them, not only was it a C-section, the baby was not coming normal. He was coming, I think, bridge or whatever they call it upside down. So that was even another case. But I said, no, no C-session. And then the baby came out. But before they came, she was, they were asking me, in case she survived, do you want us to revive her? I said, yes. Then he came out. Then they came and asked me, do you want us to sustain her? I said, yes. Then they did everything, whatever. I was in there. I thought, uh, then they came. They said, she's a fighter. She's still fighting. Pray. She's still fighting. And then after that, they took her and it was like death and life, death and life. And sometimes they wouldn't give her. When they give her to me, I think they were giving her to me as a mother, not knowing they know she will not make it. So at least they're giving her to me. In case she doesn't make it, at least I was able to hold her. That was their intention. And I didn't really believe them, but I believed them because one time my father called us again. And he was, he was like, how long? How did he put it? How many? days or week has he been alive? I said, wow. So even Reverend believes that <laughs> there's a possibility he will not be alive. So I said that, and then when he said that, he said, thank God. Now we have to pray to believe God that she will respond to the medications. Because at this point, there's nothing that the doctors can do. If she doesn't respond to the medications, she's gone. So they started pumping all kinds of medications. If I say I'm gonna go there, we won't finish. So, by God's grace, he was able to make it through the first year. And that's when more of the testimony started because she didn't die, but the rest of the stories were like, oh my God, this is too much. Because she was under two pounds. According to them, that was issue. Coming out as pre-premature uh, pre was another issue. Then unfortunately, one month into her birth, she got some infection that affected her brain. They call it meningitis, hydrocephalus, a lot of things. So, like, she was nothing. That's what I would say. And Reverend used to keep on saying, let's pray that she responds to the medication. Let's pray that she responds to the medication. Then she was able to respond the first year to make her who she is and by the grace of God. Then her birthday came. For some reason, Reverend and the pastors were not here. Lady pastor was here, so... She was the one who prayed for her birthday. And then as soon as she took the microphone, she was praying against all medications. I'm like, this, this woman knows what she's praying. <laughs> she was praying how God should do a miracle. God should take medication. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> anyway, we received her prayers. But before that, anytime the doctors would say something, sometimes I call Reverend. 
Reverend, sometimes she would just talk something, but sometimes she, some of them she would say mercy before she would pray. The one she say mercy, we would go Google. Then that one is very serious. <laughs> so sometimes when I call and Reverend say, the father will ask, oh, what did the Reverend say? Did he say mercy this time? I said, why don't you go to, why, why don't you go to church and ask Reverend yourself? Even with her, I even realized that a child being sick can even create confusion in the family. It's like, this one won this, this one, it was by, by the grace of God. Then I said, Lady Pastor also prayed against this medication for some reason, I don't know why. Then the doctor started cutting the medications. If she was taking six, they brought it to four, they brought it to two, and then by the her second year, those worst medications that I can't even get on the plane with it. She was of it. And then it came to therapies and stuff of that. that they, she has to go through therapy to even drink because she can't swallow, she can't drink, she can't do a lot of stuff. But through therapy, she was getting there through prayers, I'll pray and the third year came Reverend was praying, and then he, I don't know if you saw it, he hit Reverend's hand, no! And the Reverend prayed, you are a miracle. You will talk, you will do this. Reverend said a lot of things that time, I think last year ago. So she started saying some words, and then she started talking, but she was talking, but not really talking. She would repeat what the, other, the kids would say. They call it repetition or whatever. But just last month, so sometimes when she talked, I listen because she's just mumbling or... And I don't know if you read that, sometimes when we're doing praise and worship, I'll be carrying her because she'll be screaming and crying, but I didn't know what was wrong with her. No, no, it was her ears. When he hears sound, her ears, it's a different thing to her, but I didn't know. So all the time she'll be screaming. So sometimes when it's praise and worship, I get frustrated. And then one time I picked her up and she kept quiet. So. After that, I realized that for me to be able to praise and worship, I would just, when it's that time, I would just pick her up to calm her down. So that I would, but for last month, somewhat last month, she said, Mommy, ear. And I thought it was one of those normal, or maybe she heard a child saying ear, so I didn't pay attention. Then she said again, Mommy, ear hurts. Mommy, ear hurts. And she said it for the whole week. So we took her to the ENT doctor. He has them already, but we went there to see whether this time she's not just talking but making sense. They said, yes, she has fluid. And we have to put holes to drain the fluid. She's been having fluid in the ears all this time. So, as I said, throughout the whole four years, God has done a lot. If I'm going to say it, we will not. And I... I remember last two weeks, and I, I, I wanted to share a testimony. I, I told Reverend Joe, but I think he forgot. And today that they call me, is this great are you, Lord, that we've been singing. Sometimes I'm saying great are you, Lord, and I'm crying, I'm asking, is he really there? And this morning that I have to share a testimony, the minister, great are you, Lord, is, is, is just, yes. My God is great. So although they've given us a date to go under surgery to do that, although she's gone through a lot of surgeries, I think for her to be able to tell me now that mommy, there is pain here, mommy, there is pain there, that I can even take her to the doctor, it's even a miracle. 
And I thank God. I really, really, really thank God. I mean, even me, even me, at a point they thought I was crazy. Because they gave me to these people that they call a safety steps. I thought it was a steps that will help her, not knowing that they think that what I'm going through psychologically I have to be. Because when I go, they will ask me, what do you do? I say, I go to church. And I think they asked me about three times, and they were like, this girl is crazy. She can't go to church all the time for, for her to be okay. So they gave me to this doctor. I go, I'll write questions. No, no, they were, they were examining me without me knowing. So last year, finally, she, I don't know what she, she, what she was doing. She concluded, my file, that I didn't know, that I'm not, uh, I'm, I, I'm not crazy. Um, the other one, depressed. I'm not depressed. I'm not, she said something, but I'm sad that I have a sick baby. I don't even know why she got that, because I'm not sad. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess she, I guess she needs, I guess she needs to, she needs to be paid. She needs to be paid to get all those files. So she just concluded that I'm not sad. And at a point, I believe her, because those children who are going through what my daughter is going through, when we get there and you see them from here to toe, not like me wearing this dress. You can tell that things is not going well for them. But by the grace of God. So, then they added that at a point she couldn't eat. That was another thing too. She couldn't eat and they wanted to put that thing, that tube that you just pour milk in it. And I refused it. And I, I don't know if Reverend remember. I came here and I talked to Reverend. Reverend said, no. If you don't let them do that, she's going to get brain, whatever, big, big things. I don't know. I said, no. So I stopped work, and I stayed home. And I started blending every food. I blended like soup. I give everything to her. And when they decide, I didn't know that we say we have parental things, but when it gets to a point, the doctors have rule when it's against the child's. So the week that they were going to do it, they check, they, they check her weight again, and let's say it was three, it was three zero point, point something. So they were like, we don't know what the mother is doing. We don't know what is going on. Let's leave her to her mother. I think she's doing a right job. So I think two, three weeks ago, Reverend was preaching here, and she said that um, you touched the wrong mother. And I screamed back there. I said, yeah, the devil did. Not me. I mean, I just gave birth to her. But we have mothers here in the church that the devil touched the wrong mother. I'm like, okay, I'm screaming for them. They know themselves. So unfortunately, in the group, the health ministry, for some reason, I have mothers here who are nurses, who are prayerful. Some of them tell me what I want to hear. Some of them will tell me, give it to me as they want, they feel like. <laughs> and there are some people here who even talk to me that during that time, they didn't even know that they were talking to me. Um, one was Mrs. Um, Commodore. When she used to scream, because as a mother, I wanted her to know how to suck. So although she was old, so I get, someone would come and I would give her the, the baby thing. And one time she told me, no, she's old, don't do that. Yes. I said, oh, God. That was it. And then when it comes to the talking, she used to scream. Like when she's screaming and blah, 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 I close her mouth. And I think it was Sister Amabediako. She walked to me one day, and she was like, stop covering the baby's mouth, leave her alone. She kept simple like that, and she walked away. The next morning, I had um, therapy, and I went, and that was exactly the worst. I forgot how she put it, but exactly what she said. That, that was what the, 
I, I, if I say I'm going on and going on, we won't live here. I have people who just walk to me and say something that they didn't even know. Like one time, um, Mrs. Watten crying. I was sitting there. Sometimes I'll be sitting there. She just touched my back like that, and I turned. I think I was, maybe she saw I was somewhere. I was here, but I was somewhere. She goes, I, I can go on and on and on. So all that I want to say is, God is great. And also with the young mothers, we have mothers in the church that you, if you avail yourself, they will help. Through prayers, through encouragement, oh my God, the, 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 the children ministry, I don't know how they do it. Sometimes I'll go, especially her first year, and I'll be so afraid to get down because of what the doctors have told me. But Sister Adobia will say, it's okay, go. Sometimes she will even drive me away. And I'm talking of a baby that her own therapies that are being paid for are afraid to deal with her because they, they think something will happen. But they will tell me, go. And through that, out there, she's been talking, she's been walking, she's been singing. And I don't know, I don't know all, all what to say. All that I can say is I thank all the mothers, I thank everybody, and I want to say, great. Great. Wow, great are you, Lord. Fantastic. Great are you, Lord. Wow. Great are you, Lord. Amen. What a powerful testimony. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's good. God is real. And when Jesus says yes, nobody can say no. Do you understand? When Jesus says yes, yeah, nobody can say no. Because you see, I remember the testimony claim because he was consulting me all the time. And as a physician, I understood the complications. I won't lie to you. I, I knew the complications because I'm not illiterate. I've been to school. So I knew the complications to the point that even though I'm the pastor, sometimes my doubts will come in. So I'm surprised sometimes I'll shout mercy. Remember when I say mercy? Because the reason I say mercy is like, it doesn't, I, it, I can't even figure it out. So the only thing I can say is what? Yeah. That's what I can say. Mercy. Because what you are reading to me, with my knowledge of neonatology, it doesn't look good. So all I will shout is what? Mercy. That's all. I thank God for my wife. She doesn't understand medicine. She take away medication. Let's pray. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> she didn't go to medical school, so she doesn't understand anything about neonatology. All that she knows is let's pray. Take away medications and let's pray. But that's a real testimony. We serve a living God. That child is a miracle. It's a miracle because you see, you understand something more if you're in the field. I'm in the field of medicine. Pediatrician. I understand the birth weight, the complications. The, I understood everything. That, but for my medical knowledge, I don't expect the child to work. It doesn't make sense. So to me, it's even more. It's more of a miracle to me than you because you don't understand. <laughs> Do you know the difference? In this particular case, it's more of a miracle to me than to you because you don't understand anything. 
understood everything. So, so sometimes in my bewilderment over home, all that I was shot is what? So I have to say, what did Reverend say? <laughs> so he thought she come and ask me. And so sometimes I will say mercy. That's all. And so when I say mercy, it means what? It's serious. <laughs> yeah, because all that I could say is mercy. I'm being honest with you. All that I could say is what? Mercy. And it's good to have mercy. Mercy says what? There's a song that says, Mercy says what? The mercy said what? You were sentenced, you were jailed, you were supposed to die. But Mercy said. <laughs> mercy said no. Hallelujah. Hey, we serve a living God. Amen. Thank God for all the mothers. Amen. Yeah, we thank God. Yeah, I'm telling you. Look, God is here. God is in our midst. You better believe God is in our midst. I said, God is in our midst. Yeah. I can understand all the, all the, the, the psychologists and therapists, you know. I mean, the fact that they will begin to evaluate you for mental illness, they themselves say, what we're doing doesn't make sense. But let God be true and let everyone be a liar. Your miracle is coming one day. Amen. Hallelujah. Even when the pastor says mercy, your miracle is still coming. Even when the reverend says mercy, your miracle is still mercy. I remember. So, like when you list, and I say, ah, listen. Only mercy. Mercy said no. Mercy will save you. I said, mercy will save you. Mercy will say no. When you are even, be, when all the parameters point to you going down, Mercy will say no. Mercy said no. I say, Mercy said no. Mercy said no. And, 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 and those prayers, I'm intentional about it. Don't, don't joke. Even though I'm saying, I'm intentional. Sometimes people tell me, sorry, and I say, Mercy. And I'm intentional about it. I've told a couple of people like the Mercy. Those I've told, I remember. You see, and the reason I say Mercy is that I say the Mercy because based on the logical conclusion of things, you deserve to be this. But mercy says no. The logical conclusion of this thing should end this way. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I will usually say by saying mercy. And I learned from Bishop. I will say mercy first. In other words, may this thing not go to its logical conclusion. May it take another path. <laughs> Hallelujah. Tell you, but mercy said no. Hallelujah. All right. That, that gives us a good script. Anyway, but let me talk about it first. Next week, before we go into scripture. Next week is Healing Jesus Sunday. I say Healing Jesus Sunday. Our bishop is in Zambia doing fantastic miracles. Amen. And we need to support and encourage. So, Anita, why are you? Are we wearing Healing Jesus t shirts So, next week, everybody, whatever Lighthouse t-shirt, Kodesh, QFC, Healing Jesus, wear and come to church. Amen. And prepare a special offering for healing Jesus. Look, the miracles that are going on in Zambia, they are not easy. They are not easy at all. It takes a great anointing. And not only great anointing, it also takes great help. Okay? It takes great help. Hallelujah. So let's support the ministry. 
Amen. And then the, so please, next week when you are coming, think about healing Jesus. As you show mercy to others, God will show you mercy. If I like this mercy prayer, I think I'll be praying it more often. Seriously. Because look, a lot of times we don't, a lot of times we are wrong. A lot of times. I mean, a lot of times, if we look, you know, actually, this thing, if we were to dissect it line by line, it will not be easy for us. So we take a step of mercy. Let it not be dissected line by line. May mercy take me to another path. Hallelujah. Yeah. So please, let's show mercy. Amen. Support healing Jesus. Hallelujah. And then the following Sunday, the first is International Sunday, one service after that, we're going to have a barbecue in Central Park. So, oh, that's what you people told me. I'm just making sure. I don't know a lot, so just making sure. It's true? Wonderful. All right, let's get to. But that's a good testimony. I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel a certain presence, you know. Messi said no. Messi says no. Messi always says no. Messi says no. And I think, look, maybe it should be a prayer you should pray every morning, you know. Because there's a song that says that your messes are renewed. Your messes are renewed what? Your messes are renewed what? So maybe every morning you should ask God for renewal of messes. Lamentation, 322, yes. Show me that scripture. Lamentation what? 322. It is of the lost mercies that we are not consumed. It is of the lost mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. Maybe I pray to pray every morning. Mercy. Renew your mercy. Renew your mercy. Renew your mercy. Amen. It's a good prayer. And you will live a life of miracles. No, it's a good prayer. Don't look at me. It's a very good prayer. You see, it's always good to accept who you are and rather plead for God's mercies so that you live a life of miracles. Because when they add up everything logically, this is where it should be. But mercy will say no. Show us mercy. Tell you. Thank God. And always have faith. Always have what? I say always have what? Always have what? Do you know, I don't know why I keep on saying this, because sometimes, see, the devil will lie to you that you deserve this. This, you deserve that. You deserve that. You deserve that. But you should be able to shut. Even, I'm sure some Satan spoke to you that you deserve it. But you should be able to shut. Like, I don't deserve it. Even, even, if, even, if, even if I deserve it, mercy says... I can talk to you more about mercy. You see, when you look at the throne of God, preaching. You see, when you look, when you go to the inner room, the Holy of Holies, okay? I'm preaching, please. You see, be spiritual about it. When you go to the Holy of Holies, you see the, there's a tabernacle, the, the ark, okay? Which contains the commandments and the laws. Okay? Then there's the there's the, uh, the rod of Aaron and the shoe bread. In the Holy of Holies. Okay? Then God said, above that, make a mercy seat. Above that. 
the covenant. The covenant is the law, the rule. The judge says this, the judge says that. But God said that if we are to go by what the judge will say, nobody can stand. So put mercy above the throne so that mercy will override judgment. So that mercy will override what? Mercy will always override judgment. So God said, this is the way I want you to build the tabernacle. Put the mercy seat above the commandments. So if the commandments say this, mercy says no. So it is always better to run to the throne. Let us run. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. Mercy. Because mercy can cancel anything against you. Any curse against you, mercy can reverse it. Any doctor's declaration, mercy can reverse it. Even if the pastor doesn't believe, mercy can reverse it. Mercy. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm loving it. Mercy. Thank you, brother. Mercy. I've gotten a revelation out of it. That I should rather lean towards more of mercy. So, so, in other words, let me move away from works and judgment and lean towards more of what? At time is almost. All right, Jeremiah, let's learn some scripture. I've preached, I've said, I've shared the message. That's the testimony. Francis, lean towards more mercy. Do you understand what I'm saying? Lean towards mercy. Use your mercy. Do you understand what I'm saying? Lean towards more of mercy. Okay? Lean on mercy. More mercy. More mercy. More mercy. Because the mercies fail not. And they are new every day. Hallelujah. All right. This is the scripture for memory verse. Jeremiah 3.15. One, two, go. I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Jeremiah 3. Again. One more time. It's very simple. Hallelujah. Can you memorize it? Go. So it means that when you come to church, oh, oh, you are still on top. Oh, you people. And you are reading it confidently. Take it off. <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> you don't have to clap yourself because you almost cheated. <laughs> and this is why you need mercy. Even in church, you were cheating. <laughs> Hallelujah. This verse is selfless. You say, I will give after my heart. Who shall feed you with what? 
Filled with what? So it means that every time you come to church, at the end of the message, you should have some knowledge. You should have some understanding. So when you come and at the time the preaching is over, you are confused that you came in. <laughs> that's, the, that's the problem. Knowledge, some, some, something will come your way. Some understanding will come your way. Something, no, I mean, something that you don't get will get right. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's, that, 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 that is a pastor after God's heart. Amen. Not that after, the, after you come to the church and the message where you are confused, you are annoyed, you want to go and kill your mother-in-law. No. <laughs> nah. It should not be. Amen. Like even what we are sharing, what you want to what we are sharing. I mean, no, you, you should, at least, you, you, after the explanation, you should say, ah, maybe the reason why this is not working this way is that I am depending on works but rather I should lean towards mercy. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Understanding. 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 Amen. I pray that I'll be a pastor who will give you knowledge and understanding. It's my prayer to that when you listen to me, you will get knowledge. It's my prayer that when you, after I preach, you will get knowledge and understanding. It means that by the message, some, some, something that was a, a bother to your mind, say, ah, now I know what to do. Now I know what to do. Now I know what to say. Suddenly, clarity has come because knowledge and understanding has come. Wow. All right. Too powerful. This is all before the main message. Oh. But are you ready to listen? To, um, this is still the word of God. Are you listening to the word of God? And are you getting blessed? Yeah. So I'm talking about being strong. You got to be strong. Shake your neighbor. Say you have to be strong. Say you have to be strong. Tell the person, I cannot be strong for you. You have to be strong. Hallelujah. So I'm talking about being strong, being a strong Christian. I must be strong. I must be strong. I must be strong. You need to be a strong Christian. You cannot survive this world without being a strong Christian. Hallelujah. Yeah. Your adversary, the devil, is like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. It means it is not everybody Satan can eat. It's not every child the devil can touch because you can touch the wrong mother. You have touched the wrong mother. Yeah, big time. Amen. So you have to be strong. Amen. Second Corinthians 4. So, today I'm talking about being strong in the inner man. 2 Corinthians 4.16. I'm going to give you three scriptures. 2 Corinthians 4.16. For which cause we faint not, but though the outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Though the outward man perish, the inward man is renewed. Hallelujah. Good. Ephesians 3, 15 and 16. Ephesians 3, 15 and 16. Of whom the whole family in he heaven and earth is named. Verse 16. That he will grant you according to his riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. In the what? 
In who? First Peter 3 4. First Peter 3 4. But let it be the hidden man of the heart. In that which is not corrupted. Let it be who? Let it be the hidden man of the heart. In that which is not corruptible. Even the ornament of a meek and a quiet spirit. Which is in the sight of God of great price. So here we are seeing three descriptions. The in one man. The inner man. Or the hidden man. Hallelujah. The unseen man. Hallelujah. So what the Bible is telling us that the real you is, in, is, is physical. It's is, is not physical. Hallelujah. There's something called a real man. Man is a spirit. He has a soul. And he lives in a body. So the real person is not what you're seeing. The hidden man. That is something the real person is not what you are seeing. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Berlin. Like Berlin, stand up again. See, the real Berlin is not the one with the pen here. The real Berlin is not the one with the necklace. The real valley is not the one with the golden watch. She won't stand up. The real Siobhan is not this one with this. At all. The real Siobhan. So, so if you want to if you want to know Siobhan, don't follow the hair. Don't follow the, the, the golden watch. Are you hearing me? Because the real person is hidden. So when I'm talking about Siobhan, I'm not talking about this, what, this hair. This uh, hair, this necklace. This, you know, that's not the real person. I'm talking about the inner man, the hidden man. So that's not the real person. That's not the real Shivon. That's not the real valley. That's not the real man. But unfortunately, a lot of men go for the outward, not the inward man. Hallelujah. Most of the time. But the real, but say the inward man. The hidden man. The hidden man is not wearing this jewelry. The hidden man is not wearing that earring. But, but how many times do people go for the outward man, not the real person? A lot of brothers have erred by going for the outward. To whom to? To whom for? To whom does he belong to? <laughs> person at all. Listen to me. Listen to me. It's, it's so sad that people go for the outward man. Which is not the real person. And sometimes what is even sad is that even the hair that you are going for is borrowed. The hair is fake. 
you are following is borrowed. I'm not saying yours is borrowed. Maybe. So not only are you going for not you're not, you not going for the real person, and you are even following borrowed things. I'm preaching. One, you are not going for the real person, and to what you are, what even the artwork that you are following, it's even borrowed. The hair is borrowed, imported. The smooth face that you are seeing. If you know the number of hours that it has gone into it before she came, you knock on the door and see her in the morning. It's all borrowed. Sometimes even the breast that you see standing up, for which you, your eyes, it's all adjusted. You know, adjustment and modifications and other things have popped it up. Listen to me. I did anatomy. Anatomy and fish. And anatomy, we studied the human breast. The, the normal direction of the breast is downward and outward. Downward and outward. So anytime you see a nipple like this, please. <laughs> I'm giving you knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. Knowledge and understanding. So what I said, the natural anatomy of the breast, the nipple is supposed to be down, is downward and outwards. Okay, it's called inferior lateral. Inferior and lateral. Inferior. So if you see median and... <laughs> see now, my beautiful girls. <laughs> yeah. So this... So this superior and median was upward and median. superior and median is fake. Other things are supporting it. Are you hearing me? Teaching. So, but uh, see, a lot of people err by going for the outward. But the Bible talks about the inward man, the hidden man, the real person. You should rather go for the hidden man. The inward man, but not the outward man. That is why people get disappointed and, and unhappy because, I, no, because what you attracted you was the outward man. The real one is the inward man. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm teaching spiritual brother. Look in the inner man. And make an acquired spirit, which is of great price in the sight of God. That's what the outward man did. Hmm. Look, if you look at the Corinthians, the verse in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 4 16 again, you know? He said that, for which cause we faint not, but though our outward man what? The outward man what? <laughs> the outward man that you are following so clearly, it perishes. The outward man that is leading you and directs you, it is only a matter of time. You see that it begins to perish. What is it? There 
there's a limit to which you can do the makeup. At a point when you do the makeup, it doesn't even work anymore. The outward man is perishing. I'm preaching. So if you are relying on something that eventually will perish, if you are following something, she looks so nice. It's only a matter of time. The hair will begin to fall off. The outward man is perishing. The pot belly is coming. The outward man is perishing. You see, the, the woman has done a lot of makeup. She's done plastic surgery. But when you look at her wrist, it's all wrinkled. The outward man is perishing. There's a limit to which you can make up the outward man. At a point, it begins to perish. And some of you, you can see, but when you look at yourself, the outward man. <laughs> I'm preaching. Tell your neighbor, the outward man perishes. Why do you want to invest in something that eventually will fade away? I'm teaching. The outward man perishes. Oh, yeah. Some of you are, look, I'm telling you, it perishes. It will look like this forever. A time will come, you will see, as you are looking at your mother in cloth, coming like this, and you are laughing at her, listen to me, she was finer than you. It's what. It's just that the outward man what? Hallelujah. So it is a mistake to invest in something that does not last. Hallelujah. You need to be strong in the inner man. Amen. Have you seen somebody who are there? The person is trying with the makeup, but you know. It's true, but the thing is not true. You can see that the person is forcing. Yes. Some of these ladies, before they come to church, they wake up in the morning after the, they almost one hour. I mean, even the hair, gray, they don't call it, there's some gray here, then they will dye it. There's some, some thing is, fall, some hair is falling from here, so they'll, they'll, they'll use the hot car to cover it, like pull it down a little bit. I'm preaching. You can see that there are some bugs coming under the eye, so they will stretch it. <laughs> because they are tea bugs. And then, when they stand and they look at, they, they stand on their side and look in the mirror, they see the thing like this. Suddenly, they go and bring this title, of a title back. <laughs> So the whole person that you've seen, even doing praise and worship, we can't jump because these are present things. <laughs> I tell you, Eugene, it's nice here. So as you see the person walking like this, can't jump, shout. child, you come. I'm tired. <laughs> what about his needs? The Bible said be responsive. 
Another word for another name of responsibly anticipate. Learn to anticipate your husband's needs. Know that at this time he wants this. At this time he wants this. At this time he wants this. Think ahead. I'm preaching. You have to respond to his needs. I'm staying there. It's unfortunate, but that's what it has become. Most husbands, their needs are neglected. I say most husbands, their needs are neglected. The child can the, the child can cry for food for seven times. Every time she cries, the food the need food will be met. Fresh food. By you, one week they won't mind you. And they will tell her, grow up. <laughs> I said, they will tell you that what? They said, they will tell you that what? And when you complain, you say, but he's a child. He's a child. I knew a, I knew a guy, a husband who was so angry. One day, the, 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 son was, the son was almost a year, stuck in the breast. He went to the mother, pulled the child and said, ah! The, the, the boy was not only you know how some babies they don't suck their breasts, they chew. <laughs> and he was squeezing that thing like this. I think the father was angry. He said, Ah, don't get the boy. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. Let me push you. I, I'm moving on. Hallelujah. Yeah. Responsive. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Responsive. Hallelujah. Yeah. Responsive. You see, when you go to verse 4, the same thing, verse 4. He says, cultivate. What is the word? What is the word? He says, cultivate inner beauty. The gentle, gracious kind that God delights in. I'm being, let me preach to you. The fact he used the word cultivate means it doesn't come natural. Okay? The fact that the, the word is cultivate means that it does not come natural. That's to say cultivate tomatoes. Cultivate plantains. You see, it means plant it. It means inner beauty is not natural. You have to work on it. <laughs> cultivate. Hallelujah. So don't say that that's how I am. No. Oh, that's how I am. I mean, I mean, if you, if, if you don't like, they should have married me. No, I married you as you are, but you're supposed to cultivate. Work on it. Just like how if you plant onions every morning, you water it. Tomatoes, on water, work on it. Anyway, I can go on about. I don't. Let me let me continue my preaching. I beg you. Cultivate. Amen. You see, the reason why it is talking about cultivate, work on this, you see, the inner man is hidden. The real you is hidden. You see, and we, and we have a tendency of neglecting what we don't see. I can finish my message. I, I can actually finish my message. You see, we have a tendency of neglecting what is not seen. Hallelujah. So Bible tells us, look, because it is hidden, you can easily neglect it. But that is the real you. That is the real you. 
The real you is what is inside. But because it is hidden, it can be neglected. Out of sight, out of mind. The real person is inside. So if you are not conscious of the inner man, you can easily neglect it. That's just a cultivate. Plant it. Water it. Work on it. Because by nature, it can be ignored. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. And let me tell you something. If you are going to be strong, if you are going to overcome, if you are going to prevail, then the strength must come from inside. It is what is here that will make you overcome. There are so many battles in life. You are fighting with your job. You are fighting with your marriage. You are fighting with your boss. You are fighting with your children. So many, you are fighting with Satan. The ability to overcome comes from inner strength. Therefore, spend some time and work on the inner man. Oh yeah. Inner strength is what will make you overcome. But the, the, the danger is that because it is hidden. If your hair is not done, Nobody will tell you to go and do your hair. As you woke up and you yourself, you saw yourself in the mirror. And the way your head is like Bob Marley and Peter Tosh. One side is like Bob Marley, the other is like Peter Tosh. <laughs> you, you, you yourself, nobody will tell you. You will call for an appointment. I need to make an appointment. You, you, you see, because you can see. But when you woke up and you haven't prayed, but you can't see that your spirit is weak. Because you can't see it, you may neglect it. But maybe you have not prayed for a week. The inner man is sick. It's weak, but and because you are not conscious of it, you leave it alone. By your head that you see, you spend time on it. Your your face that you see, you, so so because it is hidden, you have to take your time and work on it, cultivate. Because at the end of the day, you will survive not based on how your hair looks. Let me tell you something. It is not by looks, by appearance. Now, don't be deceived at all. It is what is here. It is why what is inside here. Spend some time becoming strong in the inner man. Ladies, spend some time becoming strong in the inner man. Yeah. Guys, spend some time being strong in the inner man. Your ability to overcome is what, how strong the inner man is. And the inner man is, that's why I say, the inner man is different from your hair. The hidden man. Hallelujah. I said Hallelujah. There are battles in life. Uh, unless you were born yesterday. Every day we are fighting something. Every day we are fighting something. Look, until we go to heaven, the fight will not end. The fight is on. The fight is on. So you must develop the strength to overcome. Which is the inner man. I'm preaching to a simple message. Develop the inner man. Hallelujah. Let's work on the inner man. Yeah. Now, how do you develop the inner man? Yep. How do you develop the inner man? Or how is the inner man strengthened? Basically, by two ways. You see, just like how do you, how do you develop your outer man? How do you, how do you how, how do you develop your outer man? Two things. By what you eat, number one, and exercise. Amen. By what you eat. Like they say, you are what you eat. 
basically people, basically, people are what they eat. I mean, very few people are fat genetically, but by and large, most people, when you go to the restaurant with them and you see their food, you can understand their weight. When you look at the plate, you can understand the weight. Whether it's small or big. But basically, what you eat. Amen. As we are here, even this morning coming to church, some of you had, some of you had breakfast and lunch before coming. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure some of you had breakfast and lunch before showing up. But I wonder whether you prayed before you came. Because that's the way you build yourself up. Don't say you don't believe in it. That's an unfortunate situation. Rather, believe, rather, if, if you don't have it, ask. You see, when, uh, so would your father, if, if you've been evil, know how to give good things to your children. How much more would your father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? So because that is the way, that is the, that is the gym. <laughs> hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. Build yourself up. One, by the word, and two, praying in, holy, in the tongues. I, look, I didn't write the Bible. This is God's method. He said you build yourself up. When you read 1 Corinthians 14, 4, uh, or 4, 14, I, I, I will say yes, 14, 4. When you read 1 Corinthians 14, 4, 1 Corinthians 14, 4, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, edified what? Edified what? Edified what? So how do you build yourself spiritually? I'm asking you, how do you build yourself spiritually? I say, how do you build yourself spiritually? go into an argument. I'm not, you see, I am not saying how do you go to heaven? Or I'm not saying how do you become a Christian? That's not it. You don't need to speak in tongues to go to heaven. Except a man be born again. So you don't need to speak in tongues. But to build yourself spiritually. To overcome. Some of you will say we are having prayer meeting. Five o'clock in the morning, we are praying. One hour prayer. We are, you don't come and pray. You just jump out in your car and you are going. You are weak. Instead of coming to pray one hour, to because you don't know what is ahead. The demons are ahead. The problem ahead. But you need to charge yourself up before you step out. Building up yourself. I'm preaching a serious message. Strong Christians. It's time we begin to pray. I say it's time we begin to what? It's time we begin to what? Charge yourself up. Build yourself up. Do you know what is out there? Do you know what is waiting for you out there? Do you know what traps Satan? Your life is at stake. Your job is at stake. Your marriage is at stake. Your children are at stake. Satan is after you. And you sleep till 8 o'clock. Then you jump up, brush your teeth. And... Why can't you wake up? We say the whole church is praying five to six. Wake up and charge yourself. It is so funny, Michelle. How we often remember to charge our cell phones. Every day. 
When we are going to bed, the last thing we do is we plug in our cell phone. Because you know that if you don't charge your cell phone, it will die. What about your spirit? Have you charged your spirit? Ask your neighbor, have you charged your spirit? And ask him, how long did you charge it for? Look, I wish I could say it otherwise. But the Bible said, your adversary. Your adversary. Your adversary, the devil, it's like a roaring lion roaming around to seeking whom, seeking whom he may devour. So Satan is always looking at who he can chew. Come in. Come on. Raph, come again. Raph and Abigail, come. The two. Let's say, um, Jeff, come. Oh, no, you're interpreting. Don't worry. Uh, Eugene, come. Now, stand here. Stand in front. The two of you stand here. Okay? And then, no, stand here. Yeah. Come. Eugene, come here. Example. This guy is a thief. He's looking around to steal people's wallets, cell phones. So he sees these two guys standing there. You're both on their phone talking. Rafa, so pick up your phone. And he's, he wants to steal a cell phone. Go and steal a cell phone and see where he will go. <laughs> Have you seen that he did not even bother to come here? Says, you know, if he attempts here, this guy will beat him mercilessly. Listen to me, Satan is after your child, you are weak. But may your testimony be like Yvonne, you have touched the wrong child. And it comes, you, 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 I mean, for, for you to say that Satan has touched the wrong child, it does not come by you cooking and making your hair. It comes by waking up early and building yourself up in your most holy faith. Why, why, why did you go here? No, no, let him try. Let him try here. I, I know better. Huh? I know better. <laughs> you say he knows better. The way he beat him, but this one. Yeah. yeah. So, brothers and sisters. Let's feed on the word. Let us pray in tongues. Please, learn to pray in the Holy Spirit. Now, I'll tell you something, you know. If you don't pray in tongues, me, my heart is that everybody speaking in tongues. Amen. I said amen. I'm going to pray. You know, you know, in Acts chapter 19. In Acts chapter 19. This is Paul. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since you believed? What's the question? Because, see, not everybody who is born again has received the Holy Ghost. 
And Paul saw that the Holy Ghost was important. So he said, have you received the Holy Ghost? Am I teaching you? Does everybody understand? He says, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? He asked them. You are born again, you are Christian, but have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether they be, we don't even know about it. We don't even know about this Holy Ghost business. Because some people are born again, they don't speak, they don't know about it. So, 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 so don't be embarrassed. Just, the people say, well, we haven't heard about it. We don't have it. We don't speak. We don't. We have no answer. Verse 3. And he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. John, we, we see, that's where we are. We are born again. We are born for water baptism. But we don't know about this one. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe of him. Who should come after him? That is on Jesus Christ. Okay, he explained. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? Good. Verse 6. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Is somebody hearing me? Is somebody hearing me? Paul said, you have been born again. You are saved. But do you know about the Holy Ghost? He said, no, no, we don't. So Paul asked me, so what? How are you born again? So baptized by John. He said, okay, fine. Now I'm going to give you. And the Bible said, okay, so they said they wanted it. So, and Paul laid hands on them. And so from that time, they began to speak in tongues. And Jude 1.20, building up yourself in your Holy Spirit. Praying in tongues. As I end the service, we are going to stand up and pray. Please, please, don't rush me. Because let me do what this. We're going to stand up and pray. Okay, I'm closing. Let's stand up and pray. Speak in tongues. If you don't speak in tongues and you want to speak in tongues, come forward. I will pray for you. I will lay hands on you. You will speak the Holy Ghost. Stand up to your Build up yourself. Let's spend some time praying. Hold somebody's hand. Hold somebody's hand and pray. Build yourself up. Build yourself up. Build. Those of you who want to be back, want to receive the Holy Ghost baptism, come. I pray for you. I want the pastors to come and help me. All pastors come and help me. I'm going to pray for Holy Ghost baptism now. They believe, they believe, they believe, they believe. They begin to speak in tongues, oh God. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Please help them. Help them. 
pray for the people. All pastors, pray for the people of God that they will receive the Holy Ghost baptism of God. Since you believe, 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 those of you who are believing, I need more prayer warriors. Just come and help people believe the Holy Ghost of God. Everybody find somebody and pray for. If you are here and you speak in tongues, come and help one of these people, oh God. Hold your hands. If you are here and you speak in tongues, come and help one of these people. Come and help one of this one. Oh, people, come and hold your hands and pray for them that they will speak in tongues, oh God. Please pray. It's, we are not wasting time at all. It's important. They need to be strong. Just hold your hands and pray for them. Just hold your hands and pray for them. Since you believe, 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 just hold one person hand. One to one, please, one to one. Everybody, just find one person. One to one. And pray for them. One to one. One to one. Somebody help this brother. Somebody, anybody speaking tongue, come and help this brother. If you speak in tongue, hold his hand. Hold his hand. Hold his hand. Help him. Help him. Help him. Help him. Help him. Yes, come. Come. Yes. Then you're praying tongues, help this sister. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Sarah, yes, hold. Pray, 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 pray. Since you believe, 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 Makandari Ababa, Jendeli Ababa, Ekendari Ababa, Masonari Ababa. Yes, the Holy Spirit. Yes, the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says, and the Bible says, as Paul laid their hands, they began to speak. Receive the Holy Spirit now. Receive the Holy Spirit now. Receive the Holy Spirit. Speak it. Speak it now. 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 Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive it now. Speak it now. Speak it now. Yes, Lord. Receive. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it now. And Paul has a speak. Open your mouth and speak it. It's real. It's real. It's real. It's real. This is it. Speak it now. It's real. It's real. It's real. It's real. It's real. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive the Holy Ghost. Open your mouth and speak it now. Receive it. And Paul laid hands on them. Receive it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Receive it. Receive it now. Receive it now. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The rest of you pray. Let me tell you something. Build up yourself in your most holy faith. Hold somebody's hand. Charge. Charge yourself. Charge yourself. Charge yourself. Charge yourself. Charge yourself. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Building up yourself. Building up yourself. Charge yourself. I want you to charge yourself. Charge yourself. Build yourself up. Build yourself up. Build yourself up. 
Build yourself up. Build yourself up. Build yourself up. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Continue speaking. Those of you in front, don't stop. You have received the river. 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 It is real. It is real. It is real. He is real. The Holy Ghost is real. The Holy Ghost is real. Speaking in the most holy faith of God. Thank you. Holy Spirit. For more of you. Rise up within me. Let me know. Continue speaking. Continue speaking. If you are in front, don't stop. Don't stop. Oh, Holy Spirit. It's real. It's real. It's real. Speak it. And let the life of God fill me now. Fill me now. Oh, I feel it. It's a river. It's a river. It's a river. It's flowing. It's flowing. It's flowing. It's flowing. It's flowing. And let the peace of God. Oh, it's flowing. Oh, allow the spirit to flow oh, in this afternoon. Oh, Lord, you are being strong. You are getting stronger and stronger. You are getting stronger and stronger, Lord. Oh, Holy Spirit, thank you. Oh, Shabbat, 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 Let the spirit flow. Let the spirit flow. Stop speaking. 
Israel. You can go back to your seat. Israel. Israel. Go continue speaking. Go back to your seat. Israel. Everybody keep on praying. I feel an approach. Anali amama nioni anali ama ilama suka anali mabe taketene mekeli amoso dekaluka lika jikada irkaruko sokoto dekekekeke falaku tukatika mo mikaloli amoli amasa anali amoni akenari mikatonoli ababa nini anali amama anali amama shade 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 ikalama sokoto ikalali ikalala ikoli kalelele mekeneli ababa mikanali ababa makoli kali amasondoli ababa ilalalalala ilama jeneri kabondoli kanali ababa Before, but I sincerely apologize with every eye closed and every head bowed. 
you are not born again. Paul said, since you believe, so you must believe first, then after that you get the Holy Ghost. So if you don't believe, you are not a believer. You are not a Christian. You are not born again. This is the hour of salvation. I want to give you an opportunity to be born again. So with every eye closed and every head bowed, you want to be a Christian. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. You want to be born again. Basically, all that you want to do is that when you die, you want to go to heaven. You don't want to go to hell. You need to be born again to go to heaven. Except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom. I'm talking about your eternal destination. I'm not even talking about your life here on earth. I'm talking about eternity. So if you are not saved, you are not born again, then this afternoon, I beseech you by the message of God, please lift up your hand so I'll pray with you. You want to be a believer since you believe. Please lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. You want to be saved. Anybody here? Since you believe. You want to believe. This is about, this is about eternity. Please lift up your hand. God bless you, brother. I love you, God brother. You want to be born again? I love you. Anybody else? I'm waiting. Anybody else? Lift up your hand, please. I'm going to pray for you. I am going to pray for you. I am going to pray for you. Since you believed. Anybody else? Lift up your hand. I see another hand there. Please. I'm begging you. If you lift up your hand and you are serious, come forward and I'll pray for you. Put your hand together for them. Let them come. Help them to come. Help them to come. There is room. 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 Prep. Clap for them. Clap for them. Clap for them. It's a serious decision. Very serious. Very serious. Very serious. Since you, my God, my God, my God. There is always room. There's always room. Listen, those of you in front of me, this one is about your future. It's about heaven and hell. Paul says, since you believed, today your destiny is changing. You are moving from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Today, Satan has no right over you because you belong to God. You belong to God. So whatever in the past has hunting you, you can say, look, my identity has changed. Amen. Say this after me. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father this, afternoon, this afternoon, I come to you, I come to you as, a sinner. as a sinner. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus I, confess, I confess I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. Thank you. Thank you for dying for me, for dying for me on the cross. On the cross. From this moment, from this moment, I am saved. I am saved. Satan. 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 From this moment, from this moment, you are not my Lord. You are not my Lord. You are not my master. You are not my master. Jesus is my master. Jesus is my master. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I have nothing to do with you. Jesus is my savior. Jesus is my savior. He's my Lord. He's my Lord. I am born again. I am born again. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you believe it? Amen. Do you believe it? Amen. You believe it? What's your name? Abdel. God bless you. You are born again. What's your name? Huh? Aisha. I see. God is going to use you. You are born again. Yeah, watch it. What's your name? Odette, 
are born again. God's going to bless you. After church, see this brother. After church, come and see me. I'll talk to you. Please go back to your seat. Hallelujah. Please take your seat. No, before you sit down, stand up, stand up. Shake your neighbor. Say, shake, say, say, you are strong. You are strong. Try to push your neighbor and see, and see how strong they are. <laughs> I said, see how they strong they are. Say you are strong. Say you are strong. You are strong. Say you are strong. You are strong. Say you will overcome Satan. You will overcome Satan. Natasha, is she strong? Push her. Is she strong? She's strong. She became strong. Hallelujah. Please take your seat. Amen. All right. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.